Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and this is The Checkup. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. My name is Robert. Uh, I am the Recovery Guy, and uh, of course it's Friday, so um, uh, this is the checkup, and it may not be Friday for you. Uh, it could be Saturday, it could be Tuesday, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is that we're here, we are together, we are sharing our experience, our strength, and our hope with each other, as it says that we might solve our common problem. And here's the deal. So many of you know that I come from a, an addictive standpoint, right? Uh, alcohol was my primary drugs, hung on and, and just elevated my, my addiction. Of course, I became um, a bulimic, compulsive overeater, addicted to pornography. Uh, as many of you know, my first introduction to 12-step meetings was to Gamblers Anonymous, uh, Emotions Anonymous, you name it. We come in here pretty twisted, pretty jacked up along the way. And, and I love in the preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous how, um, you know, to solve our common problem and to help others to recover from alcoholism. Um, but maybe you're not from that vein, and that's okay. We have a, a common problem. And you know what that common problem is? There's something about us that says we don't fit. There's something in our life stamped in our emotional, psychological, our physical or spiritual DNA that says something's wrong with me. That is what's common. That is, that is why we, we try so many different things to fix it. And some of us go on from one thing to another. Others add those things to us as almost like a mosaic of addiction, a mosaic of the darkness that we fall into. So our common problem is that we need to recover, that we need to get well, that we have to find a way that we can all agree that will allow us to join in, in what is called brotherly and harmonious action. And I hope that's what we're doing here at Recovery Guy. The recovery movement is all about brotherly and harmonious action. And I know right now with all of the diversity in our country between COVID-19 and the political things that are happening with the terrible thing that happened to Mr. Floyd, and the other things uh, that, that have involved the black community, and there's a real uprising in our country, there's a common ground that we need to get well together. We can't do this as, as in a fraction, right? Uh, every fraction requires another component to make it a whole number. We need to be a whole number, right? And I hope we find a way to get there sooner rather than later. Just like in recovery, I hope whatever you're looking for in life, you can find it sooner rather than later. Go to recoveryguy.org, download the blogs, listen to the podcasts, 
reach out to me through a DM at recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Again, recovery underscore guy on Instagram. You can find me. I'm so accessible to you because I know how I still even need Buddy and Eddie and my sponsor, Will, and Steve and Scott and all those who have gone before me, whether they're living or they're a memory like my sponsor, Jack, Texas Mike, Abe, Doc Irv, Tom Bennett, all of those who have been there for me. Some are a memory and a beautiful memory because they died sober. Others are continual assist to me as they are still here. And we want to be that way toward each other. So please reach out. Go sign up for the newsletter. Become a part of this movement. Message me. Let me know how we're doing, how we can help elevate each other to become the best possible version of ourselves that we can be. Hey, today's podcast is called The Search. The Search. Very simple. Those of us who have decided there is another way to live or find the need to elevate our life, go on a journey. We are in search. And, and as, a, as a, a movie buff, I love older movies, and, and, and Dorothy, and I've even done a podcast of this, uh, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz is one of the greatest cine, um, cinematic stories of searching ever ever told. And and I've actually talked about this in the past, but here's here's Dorothy, not happy. So many things are going wrong at home. Great metaphor uh, for everything going on in her life. And, and she has people who are wondering why she's feeling this way, who don't understand her, and then elements in the town with individuals who, who she feels are the darkness or the enemy in her life. So Dorothy goes on this journey. She is in search. We can be so much like Dorothy. Do you ever, do you ever think of that movie in that way? The next, I, I want you to purposely go watch the movie The Wizard of Oz and, and think about your recovery, your life, where you were, when you were, before you even found recovery, what, where you realized you, you needed to get well and the things you found along the way. And when you finally return home like Dorothy, right? And, at the, and I'll give away the movie. This, well, you know what? I'm not even going to give away the, the final line in the movie because it, 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 it puts it all together. It crystallizes everything that Dorothy ever wanted. So go watch The Wizard of Oz. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, and I think you'll find the same thing that I have found. For some of us, our search starts out at a young age while, while other begin, others begin later in life. Some don't even have a clue what they're looking for and aren't even sure if they know what it is, even if they find it, you know, for me, and, and this was part of my recovery to go back and take a look at things. I didn't, 
I didn't know that I was searching for something, and yet I did when I was five and six years old because I know there was something missing, right? But when you're five or six years old, you really, you don't have the, the formulation in your brain to put all these things together, right? Because language is a, is, is a necessary component to memory and to sorting. If we can't uh, identify it with a, with the word and a word association, it's hard to come to a solution uh, with it. And so, so I, di- I didn't even have a clue. You know, uh, others might say, I'll know it when I see it, right? Are you one of those people? Hey, I, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. I think I know what I'm looking for, but I don't know what the answer is, or maybe I do know what the answer is, but I'm sure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know it when I find it, right? That, that could be you. Sometimes what we're searching for is a, is a small piece to a larger puzzle, right? And, and, and it's small, but it's intricate or necessary, right? We know we can't add a more important piece or what appeared to be a more important or bigger piece until we find this smaller piece. Uh, other pieces may be a little bit uh, more major, and, and, and put the finishing touches on, on life's mosaic we've been hoping to complete, right? Because isn't that what we want to be? Don't we want to be complete? Don't we want to be made whole, right? The motto of Recovery Guy is from broken to whole. We came in as broken. Sometimes we were, we were so broken, we were unidentifiable. It's that, it's like that person who's involved in a, in a major car crash where facially they, they might not be recognizable because the swelling and the cuts and the wounds are so severe. Uh, and putting them back together is a, is a surgical miracle. And, and for so many of us, um, the, 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 the glass pieces are such fragment like stained glass. Some of the most intricate and beautiful stained glass are hundreds of pieces of stained glass, hundreds of pieces of colored glass that have been put together, you know, and formed with lead, you know, how, how that works with uh, stained glass windows. Beautiful, amazing art. But that's a lot of times what we are. And sometimes you have to go out and find those pieces. Many of us are, are, are kind of like nomads. We're wanderers. We're gypsies. We're, we're not sure of what we're searching for, and, and we likely wouldn't know what it was if we even found the missing piece. You know what I'm saying? Um, part of my life, I was, I was like that. Um, back in 1968, uh, and again, so many of you understand my love and, and personal affiliation for music. Back in 1968, I was 14 years old. I wouldn't discover them until a little bit later, but give you a little bit, a little music history 101. There was a group called the Moody Blues. Now, the Moody Blues were a part of, uh, uh, of, of the psychedelic rock scene. They were a psychedelic rock group that emerged as part of the the Timothy Leary movement uh, of LSD and other hallucinogens, right? And it was it was uh, turn on and drop out, right? Tune in, turn on, drop out, something something like that. And and there was an entire generation of young people who were lost and on a journey. 
at the time, uh, America, similar to what we're going on right now, was under a, a generational disillusionment and change. It was the height of the Vietnam War. There was rioting and protesters in the street. Um, you know, Motown was really striving, so so black music was really finding its own in in Detroit, the Motor City. San Francisco had the had the love and hate Ashbury and 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 all the things that went with it there. Again, uh, boys, really boys, young men were dying. The draft was on. Woodstock was happening. There was revolutionary music. You know, Kent State massacre where the National Guard killed uh, some some protesters at, at at Kent State in Ohio. There was so much going on, and at this time, there was a whole psychedelic movement of exploration, and there was this group called the Moody Blues, and they had this album. It was right after the Days of Future passed, and it was this album called In Search of the Lost Chord. In Search of of the lost chord and it musically addressed in the title a spiritual emotional mental and even a physical need of the generation we were spiritually lost on an emotional level people weren't sure what to believe or when it jacked with our our mental condition on what to think and and our physical need to escape hence the lsd addressed all of those areas and the other uh, psychedelics and 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 like so many people we are like this great musical project that is just lacking that one chord to help finish the work back in those days about 71 72 when i was 18 years old and i started experimenting with LSD and other hallucinogens because I just needed something else to hide. I needed something else to find out. I was in search of that lost cord. Come to find out, I was the lost cord. I thought it was an element, but it was me who was lost all along. Anyway, we know that we're searching for a lost cord, but being lost ourselves... We aren't even sure of where to look, and the journey begins. Where are you at in your search for the lost cord? Where, where are you along this way? Are, are you like the happy wanderer that feels if you find it, you find it? Right? Or, or are you like so many of us that if you don't find it, you will disappear into further darkness or, or even death. Where, where do you fall? Or maybe you're somewhere in between that I know that's a, a real vast difference. So, so there's always middle ground. But where are you when it comes to being that person in search of the lost cord? Let, let me ask you a question, and then I'll answer it. What does active and healthy searching bring us to? And, and, and the reason it needs to be active, because if we are, say we are searching, it means we are on a journey, and, and, 
it requires activity. If if you if we're not being active and physical in our pursuit, pursuit, we're not really searching, we're wishing, we're hoping, we're waiting for osmosis to uh, to bring something to us. Again, uh, uh, just a, a while back ago, I, I did a, uh, a broadcast on uh, the law of attraction. And, and we attract things to us not by sitting in one place, but we attract things to us through, through activity, through searching. And we draw certain things to us. And it needs to be healthy if it's not healthy searching, we won't get, we won't find that healthy cord. We'll find something as sick as where we where we came from and will cause us to stay there. So where does this active and healthy searching bring us to? And I've, I've listed nine things. You know, you can use them if you want to use them. Uh, again, once again, they'll all be in the notes, so don't worry about it. You can copy them down later. Feel free to edit anything I ever bring to you. Make sure it works for you. It, you know, it kind of give us a jumping off place to sort of find out where we're at, but feel free to use these. Uh, you know, write them on the templates of your heart. Keep them in front of you. If you need to, print them, put them on your mirror so you see them every morning uh, when you get up so you can be retrospective um, as to where we were yesterday and, and, and where our search of the lost cord will bring us to today. So check it out. Number one, recognizing we are missing something is the most important thing we need to know. What do you think of that? Do you agree? You, you see where I'm coming from? Recognizing we are missing something is the most important thing we need to know. If I suggested to you that you make a dental appointment and you don't have a toothache, what would you think of my recommendation? Right? Um, if you're not feeling ill, why would you want to go see a doctor? If you if you don't have a question, why would you be in need of an answer? Right? If you don't recognize your darkness, why would you ever think my need for introducing light to you makes sense? You see what I'm saying? So recognize we recognizing we are missing something is the most important thing we need to do. Why be in search of something if you don't know you are lacking? Does that make sense? I hope I hope that it does. Number two, searching brings us to an awareness that we desire to be complete. Piggybacking off of number one, recognizing that is the ignition for our search. And then that searching brings us to an awareness that we desire to be complete. Again, sometimes we're searching and we're not sure of why. And then as we begin to search, it's, oh, I know why. I need to be complete. Not only am I missing something, 
but what I'm trying to add will help complete me. Number three, searching helps us more fully know who we are. Isn't that wonderful? So often in our addiction and our negative behavior that we that serves to medicate the pain we experience because we are lost and we lose sight of who we are. I I lost all understanding of not only who I was as a person or or all of my roles as a person. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I'm a human being, not a human doing. So once I lose sight of me as a person seeing all the other roles, but we take on these roles. You know, first and foremost, I was a person, but I was also a husband. I was a father. I was a, I was a son. I was a brother. I was a friend. I was all these other things. I more fully know who I am. And searching, that search of the lost cord, helps bring me closer to that. Number four, and again, these can be in any order. Whatever works for you, works for you. Whatever makes you feel good, feel good. I hope it feels good. Number four, we will find more than what we started looking for. I love that. We will find more than we started looking for. As we begin to open certain doors, other doors begin opening almost of themselves, and the magic of searching for the lost cord begins. And it is, in a very spiritual sense, it's magic. We will find more than we started looking for. Here's one of the things that I love the most. Number five, we will meet others along the way. And guess what they're doing? They're searching for the lost cord, just like you and me. Sojourners find sojourners. We're like magnets for each other. Isn't that fantastic? One of the things that I really love about social media is my ability to find people or people to find me. And guess what? We're so similar, you know, so similar. I have so many individuals and friends that you would appear, you know, that we wouldn't mix, that we're so diverse in our ethnicity, in our, in our, in our socioeconomic backgrounds, our, our genders, our approach to solving problems. I mean, all the things that could be a difference or a distraction, it's like, dang, we are so alike. It's crazy. I mean, I'm a 66-year-old man, and, and I find so many relevant and, and, and consistent things with so many young people that I'm meeting in social media, and so many of them are able to relate to me because we get down to a level of feeling. We're all searching. You know, the cord might be a different color, be a different sound, be, be something different about it, but what that searching, what that lost cord does for us is exactly the same thing. 
So I'm always so excited to meet others along the way. It's like going into a waiting room. And once we start sharing the story of why we are waiting, we realize the similarities invariably outweigh any of the differences. Number six, searching and finding encourages us to search even more. Isn't that true? You know, if if you if you were searching for buried treasure and you were digging for a while and all of a sudden you came across something very valuable and it was and you knew that you could use it that it was something that you were really looking for and it was going to make a incredible difference in your life would you stop digging would you really and say oh this is enough or would you say i wonder if i found this here what if i what if i dug a little bit more right and we dig a little bit more and then we find more and we think holy crap i was digging just a little and i found this and then i i dug a little bit more and i found that what if i found what if i dug a little bit more right so since as many of you know my middle name is more right I adopted that name years ago. Searching and finding encourages us to search more. And I hope it does for you as well. I hope you realize that your cup is so big, it can never really be full, right? Get a bigger cup. Fit more in it. Why settle for a small cup? If if the power that's greater than you, if the God as you understand God owns the biggest cups ever, why not get a bigger cup? Fill it just with a little bit more. Number seven, searching is a lifetime journey. Don't you love it? I'm so glad that I will never be finished. I'm so glad that no matter how I progress, I will always, 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 and if you need one more, always be a work in progress. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that no matter how happy Laura is with me, I'm so grateful I can be a better husband. I'm so grateful there's always more for me to learn as a father, as a grandfather, as a friend. I'm so glad that I can become even more well. I'm so grateful that that I can find new ways to be even more recovered. And I plan to do this for the rest of my life. Searching is a lifetime journey. Number eight, searching means I have more to find and leads to humility. Wow. I love humility. I love saying I don't know everything. I love to be able to say and to humble myself to know that I don't have all the answers. If I did, why would I continue searching? I would I would be done. It wouldn't be a destination as I previously stated in number seven or journey. It would be a destination. And I don't want it to be. I want to learn humility. I want to be able to say, I don't know. 
Maybe I should learn more. Maybe I should search more. Maybe there's more of a cord, a more full, a more rich cord for me to reach and to find along the way. Number nine, I can use what I find to help others searching. We are never alone. Like number five states, we will meet others along the way. And we will, and we do every day, whether we recognize them as other people in search of the lost cord or not, we meet them. And here's what's beautiful. I can find, I can use what I find to help others searching. We are never alone. One of the greatest gifts that I've ever been given is the understanding that others are critical to my wellness. Tradition one of Alcoholics Anonymous, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Process that for a moment. Our, you and me, common, common is actually humanity, our common welfare, our, our humanity, humanity's welfare, the well-being of all mankind. That's what that's saying if you break that down. Our common welfare should come first. In other words, it's not about me. If I'm searching for the lost cord to complete me, it's only to help elevate you and me. It's never, never, never for a selfish end. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our unity, our uniting in the common cause. So I can use what I find to help others searching. We are never alone. Just like those who discovered recovery before I got there, and those before them, and those before them, and those before them, sharing the message. That's why the 12th step of recovery, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of this, tro- of this program, what do we do? We carry the message. We carry the message. We carry the message. I, as much as I want my cup to be full, I also want it to be simultaneously emptied because it is impossible to fill a cup that is full. But if I'm always looking forward to a full cup while seeking to empty it, it is always being full. That water, that freshness, what I'm finding along the way never becomes stagnant. It is always fresh to drink and enjoy. In search of the lost cord is the perfect metaphor for life's journey. And I really hope to see you along the way. Thank you for joining Recovery Guy. Go to recoveryguy.org. Go to recovery underscore guy. Find the Recovery Guy on Facebook. Message me. Email me. DM me. Join the newsletter. Join the movement. Let's get this thing done. Let's go find that lost cord together. And as always, my name is Robert. And I am the Recovery Guy.